0: Well, gosh, how can we top that? Uh, we State talked about that skill Congress. on Coffee Club just about a week or two ago, and one of the testers on that, thats a, is a neat new skill. We may even talk about it on Book Talk at various points in time. So welcome to Book Talk today. Just want a reminder to tell you that if you ever have comments and you don't want to call in, just want to record them, you can do that at eight hundred six nine three zero five nine five. And our newest feature is you can call the hotline at 317-886-1103 and we can bring you into the Zoom room or take comments from you live right there by calling a simple phone number. And that's only for people who cannot use Zoom, who are not Zoom users, because we have to pay a dear premium for that service, which is okay, but make it for the people that really need it, 317-886-1103. So I'm going to turn it over to Nolan, and he'll set the scene, and I need to do a couple administrative things here real quick, but... If you're having trouble with Zoom, try that phone number or can't use Zoom. Okay. Go ahead, Nolan.
1: Hey, everyone. Can you hear me okay? I assume so. Yeah. All right. All right. Good deal. I had to hurry to get in here today. It's a little bit scary. Um, (laughs) It's a pleasure to be with you. I I noticed we've got a good number of folks in the room, and uh, that's always good news. Thank you for coming back. I'm not sure you understand how... Integral, the part you play is in what we do. Without you, it would be pretty boring stuff, I think. Just just, uh, Jenny and me talking about books. There's all kinds of podcasts already out there where two people talk about books. So... This does put a bit of a the different twist Domainic on that. So, Jenny, how, how are you? To what's what's up in your world?
2: Oh, I'm really good, and I read a really,
3: Zoom, a really
2: wonderful book this want, weekend. Yes, I, it usually takes me longer than two days to read a seven-hour book, but I did it in two days this weekend. I think it's probably going to be my number one nonfiction book of the year.
1: And how long was it?
2: It was like seven hours and nice. thirty minutes Therese or
4: something Gardner like that put in which in usually
2: room. it would take me longer than two Therese days Gardner even to read that, but i I started Therese reading Gardner it and I couldn't room. stop and it
4: it was it was just really good well, it it was um
2: one it was called one, one child. One
1: call. One call. Interesting. um oh. is that Tory Hayden yes uh,
3: yeah, that should be good stuff my
4: and I mean
2: it's one of those things where you laugh and you cry and you
3: and you do all that stuff and I,
2: you know books i try to, th- I, try to th- I try to think i've well, I've read so many things that it's not gonna affect me well uh. A part of it, and maybe it's because it was true, or it's just that she was just really such a good writer. This this little girl, she was. Well, Tori Hayden is a is a psychologist teacher, mm-hmm. and she teaches children that are um, severely emotionally disturbed. Yeah. And in this particular book, I mean, it's, it's told from her perspective because she, she wrote it. And in this book, she, she has these eight children already, and they ask her to take one other little girl
3: temporarily
2: until they can find a spot for her at the state mental hospital Uh six years old and when she was five she set a little boy on
1: fire
2: and it didn't kill him but it burned him and you know maimed him and he and her they his family really wanted them to do something with this little girl so they
3: agreed to
2: send her to the to the state hospital, but at the time there's not room for him, so Tori agrees to take this little girl into her class, and you know it. it she's this poor little girl.
4: Left the
2: she's unkempt. She stinks. She's got dirty clothes and and everything else. You find out once once she opens up to the teacher a little bit and. Because she had no no real information about her except for that she saw that the newspaper article saying that, she, you know, that she'd set this little boy on fire.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, but she finds out that this little girl, her mom, when she was five years old, her mom took her out in the car and left her on the highway by herself and took off with her little brother who was two. And her father, you know, came and got her and basically raised her. But uh, but this but what it all without I'm trying to do this without spoiling the book. But what you find out is that this little girl is really not. She has mental issues based because of her of the life that she's led. Casey, but she's actually media. a genius. Dale Casey. They they test her, and she tops out at, like, 182 or some crazy thing like wow. that on the IQ test. Wow.
0: Wow. Well, hey, we do have a caller waiting on the guest line. So, okay. caller, would you like to introduce yourself? From the 989 area code? I don't know where that is. Um, yeah, uh, this is Cab. Yeah. Go ahead.
4: Yeah. I
5: love your show, and um, Mm -hmm.
3: and it's
5: really neat to hear those
3: people
5: uh, talk about their books that they read. But I want to mention a book that I read, and I'll tell you who my best uh, narrator, and I've never heard a guy like him read this book called The Shining by Stephen King.
1: Mm
5: -hmm. Um, Ray Hagen.
1: Yes. Yeah, he is excellent. And you've got to
5: yeah he he um I've never it was really unreal how he how he read that particular book.
1: Mhm. Yeah, that's a it's so, a it was a good narration. You're right. Yeah, he does yeah. A, he does a nice job. I Okay, think, well
0: Well thank you and don't be a stranger time. about calling and thanks for and you know folks how easy it is to use that line. So back to you, Nolan.
1: Thank you yeah that's a that's a good choice Ray hagen does a a nice job if, if I'm not mistaken Ray Hagen is a bit of a uh broadway musical uh, uh aficionado or something he at least has some expertise there or some interest there in that in that arena if i'm not mistaken so yeah good choice. Virtual, virtual, virtual. So this book and obviously gave you some real sense of emotion. Drum, it did, and I, I, you know, I try not to, link, to link, drop, let books link, drop, do that to post, me
2: usually. Well, well, actually, they do more lab, than I, I want to admit.
3: But link, it, yeah, I was going to say, it, I don't even try.
2: It was just ride. really good, and I, it was her,
3: the first link, book
2: link, I've ever read of hers, know,
3: I would, night, you, you know, know,
2: I would recommend post, it to anybody that can handle, I mean, some of the things that happened to these people was, it's kind of graphic and so you know if you if, if things like that volume you know knowing that it's true you may not you may not want to read it but if you do
4: it is it is DB
2: 16782 very cool and it's by Tori Hayden
1: my my much beloved friend Don to... has always is always trying to get me to read her books, so I probably need I, I to just become somebody, somebody someday at some point soon and Gregory just do it. He's hand. always gracious.
6: We do have a hand from Gregory. Go, Gregory, go ahead.
7: I am I unmuted now? You, you are, are yes. So, uh, uh, go ahead. Excellent. I finally found Table the right K, keyboard B7 combination in minutes. less than ten minutes so that was
1: uh, helpful <laughs> sounds like me
6: yeah no 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 great look what you started uh, you raised your hand out to other people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> look what you got started and then well,
0: i got oh, one in the yeah. queue too
7: I, I, i'm always causing trouble of some sort uh,
0: good
8: for you <laughs> that's
7: that's okay go right ahead. today i want to uh, mention that uh, actually i think this was the first book that I ever read on my Stratus in, back in 2010 that I downloaded via BARD. And I originally read it, uh, in 1965, I was in seventh grade at the School for the Blind here in Columbus, and we had a uh, WOSU
4: had a book
7: in the book stall with Gene Girard every day, and he would read different books. And he read In Cold Blood by Truman Capote. It was a brand really, cool. new book then. Mm. And, uh, so that's what, that was our assignment was that we, you know, from 7 to 8 or 7 to 7.30, whatever it was, was we'd, meeting. we'd listen to that. And that, that was my first introduction to that book. And I have read it, I, I suspect, oh, maybe half a dozen times over the years. And it's one of those books where your perspective, I mean, at CAC that time, I was a seventh grader. What did I know about true crime? Oh, uh, but I read it again. And I, I know we, clock, my roommates and I read 000. it the next, uh, link the next, next year or drop. so. And, uh, and then I read it, uh, like I said, uh, on on Bard, and uh, it's it's a book, it's a nonfiction novel. Uh, Truman Capote coined that term, and mm-hmm. it's sort of the beginning of the modern true crime genre. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: he,
7: he he got that started, and it's a it's a wonderful book. Uh, I mean, it, it's a sad book in a way because it's 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 oh, the, the synopsis the sort of is. Uh, about a the family from uh holcomb kansas uh a farm family was four members of it was murdered uh and it was all over because rumor had it that that the farmer had a lot of money around and anybody that knows any farmer media. knows that everything's invested in their land or their equipment and stuff they don't have much cash and uh so the, the, you know these two fellows uh Thought that well we're going to have a big score State here, KC70 and this is what we're going to do, and it it tells about the uh, backgrounds of of course of the family and the small town, and I'm from a small town, so I love small town stuff, but where everybody knows your business and you know everybody else's business and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but State it, it is uh, the in. DB mm-hmm. number is DB twenty two seven twenty six. Very and, cool, and uh, it's. Well, it's very well written, and uh, as I said, it's a you know it's a sad it's a sad novel the case and, 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 uh, the where innocent people are victims and all that kind of stuff. But it's it's like I said, it's well written, it's well researched, just under twelve hours long, and I think I think it's it's uh, you know the difference between as Nolan has pointed out before between re- write, reading a fiction novel and a true crime novel is fiction you think ah as awful or strange or whatever is all these things are it, it really didn't happen you right. know so that's it, very comforting in a way yes. Can be.
1: <laughs>
7: and uh with this true crime thing like the, the an rule i mean she made that genre her own mm-hmm. uh that it it is stuff that happened you think oh my gosh you know it's it's uh, how do mm-hmm. so many bad things happen to so many good people yeah. so that's that's uh that's, that's what I'm, I'm – not, I'm not done with it yet, but it's what I'm currently listening to.
1: It's so. a great book. Thank you for bringing that up. You're that's, welcome. I read that years ago and figuratively slept with the lights on for a while afterwards.
3: <laughs> this just
6: kind of <laughs> gave me the
1: creep. Bill, Made how you not about, want to pick up a hitchhiker where again
6: either.
0: What uh, were you uh, going to say, location. Perry?
6: How about Bill, let's go to the caller on the hotline since you have to pay for that. So let's go to that first and then we'll bring on Joshua okay. and Don. You guys it's are area
0: okay. code 541. I do believe area code, are you on the line with this? Area code 541.
4: Zero o'clock studio bill I thought I heard somebody. The yeah, they're on the line. Zero o'clock studio bill encoders. Zoom meeting. Jaws
9: home Hi, club.
0: Yes. Go, go ahead.
4: ahead. Go ahead, caller.
9: Yeah, this is Karen. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin.
0: Oh, okay. Go ahead.
9: I could go on. I could go on and on about books, Dale, and Casey, I don't want to keep you. I know there's other calls, so I have to Dale, be considerate. But I like. I I picture the scenery, in in the towns in a smaller town. I picture the scenery, the shops, and I think, wow.
4: One calls one hundred
9: I like a lot of the Amish books those are good mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I. one time I read a book I almost started reading it but I couldn't finish it it was um, by Berna King and it was about this little girl who lost her mother in a car crash and became blind the daughter became blind and the father of course you know, he, he survived and I don't know if he was in the car with
4: her mother.
9: I remember her saying, and the order is called in, a, and in the, the book, I, I, says, I love double you, double Daddy. And I couldn't finish it because it was shortly after my dad passed away. I started crying, and I don't oh cry gosh, that easily, yeah. but it was shortly after my dad passed away. I like the books that are, I like Christian Color, fiction. I like six, Karen Kingsbury.
4: She mm-hmm. wrote some good books. But, yes. you know,
9: I, I read a lot of books. That are reality, and like I said, I love
0: the Amish books. Mm-hmm. And uh... very good. We'll keep thank right you. on reading, Karen, and we'll keep listening every week.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. We'd and love to. Call, have you thank again. you.
1: Call again. Thank you.
6: Joshua yeah. is up next. Joshua, go ahead.
10: Hi, uh, you guys uh, should be able to hear me, correct? Yes, yes, we can. Working good. Okay, just checking. I mean, uh, I and mean, when it comes to books, I mean, there's some. There's so much you could say. I mean, there, there's so 5, many
1: yeah.
10: genres K, of books to read, and uh, I gotta say, oh, my one exception with my one exception with true crime books. I agree. I've, I also read *In Cold Blood*. I read I read it for a um
3: K, for a, for a, for a, for a
10: library book club years ago. I used to go to the my public library once a month on Wednesday nights, and I I, I would go I would um I would uh, Go to their book club. I was the only guy in the in the in, in the book club, which was kind of funny. But um, one of the books they read zero, was the *In book, Cold zero Blood*, o'clock, and studio, commercially, Spot,
4: zero I know people 40. know uh,
10: um, Scott Brick. Uh, Scott mm, Brick F5, he read the lounge, uh, commercial version of *In Cold Blood*, and he he did an excellent job reading it.
4: I'm sure. Um, but uh, but, calls, but, zero, yeah, but, but
10: what, what I'm re- what I'm reading zero right now. Studio, Bill what I'm reading right now is. Um, uh, I'm reading a collection of romantic KC70 suspense novels. From an author, her name is uh, her, her name her name is her name is her name is uh, Patri- it's Patricia D. Eddy. And Patricia D. Eddy writes these books, and they're uh, they're all about like former Navy SEALs, uh, special forces. You know, the former uh, you know, former Green Berets, these military guys, and 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 the girl and the girls that they. Uh, the girls that they end up with and the stuff that goes on is interesting i mean these are these are some big tough guys i mean you're these these guys are like a couple of these guys are like six foot ten and then like and and can and can like bench press like three hundred pounds like these big massive guys and they like and and some and some and uh one of the one of the people they were one of the uh gentlemen they they were blind but some of the stuff they were doing was a little unrealistic like this guy knew how many steps it was from his office to his house and i mean i mean he, he, he used a cane 5, but
3: 19,
10: he had like, he, he, he had like, he had
4: like these uh these glasses
10: listeners. with these cameras and the lenses and he would like and he would scan um you know ocr stuff uh you know zero his reports zoom, and stuff that he, that he would zoom get meeting. and he I started started this started the security studio, company
4: calls called second site
10: and it was interesting um,
4: for, for, some re- for some reason for some reason
10: i'm Zoom hearing all meeting. kinds of jaws yeah me too it's driving me to really really distracting yeah i get it whoever is doing that that's
1: i don't know what that oh, is th-
10: thanks that was I w- that was make it made it hard to hear but um those those are the books that i those are the books that that, that, that i've been reading and uh
4: the, I found out from
10: the audible meeting. there's 11 books KC70 in the
4: series the Bard okay.
10: has the first nine and all of them are commercial which which is cool um you, you don't have you don't have to read the books in order technically but if you do you, you'll know a little bit about when it mentions when it mentions the character you'll know you'll know who you know who the character is um mm-hmm. so it makes it a little bit easier that way. But, like, those are the books I've been reading. And the nice thing about these books is they're short. We're talking, like, the shortest is, like, five and a half hours. The longest, I think, is, is like, nine and a half hours. So we're not talking, like,
4: 20-hour like, 20,
10: 20, and up books. But, I mean, so that's the kind of stuff that I have been reading recently. I'm on book number five of the series so far, and I'm working my way through those. And... uh and would you, um, had, would
1: you characterize it as a as a mystery series or a suspense, uh, um, am a romance um,
10: I wouldn't I wouldn't call these these are not really mysteries, no they're more they're more of a they'd be more categorized as romantic sus, romantic suspense. Because like you would have you
4: could... Dale has left the meeting.
1: We lost you, Joshua. We but lost but him. There you yes. are. Well, no, we lost you. Not sure what Dale
4: happened. KZ there. Was joined the meeting.
1: Incidentally, folks, if you don't want to hear those alerts and you're using JAWS, you can do Windows Alt S to disable them. The alerts about who joined and who left and all those things, um, that may be less of a distraction for some
4: three participants. Um,
1: Let's bring on
8: Joshua Don.
1: Don, you're up next.
8: Okay. I was going to talk about a wonderful book that I read Please. called Mrs. Quinn's oh, Rise to Fame that oh I gosh. read on Bookshare. I just bought um, that. I Sorry. loved it. We'll have to talk about it. Okay, um,
1: we will. Count
8: on it. I mean, we can talk about it today, but but I kind of got derailed by Jenny's book recommendation, Um, as you might anticipate. Um, But I wanted to to let you know, know, One Child was actually the the first book that Hayden ever wrote,
3: and there is a sequel to it
8: called The Tiger's Child. So if you want to know what happened to to Sheila, The Tiger's Child picks up seven or eight years later, and they re-Katori and Sheila reconnect, and it fills in a lot of the story of Sheila. I, it's it may be my least favorite of her books. It gets a little, a little out there. I think if I'm remembering it correctly. Um, and and when I say least favorite, this is an this author meeting. who, when I decide that I want to quit Jimmy my Sparks job, I pick up her books and she keeps me working. Uh-huh. So. Um, yes. So for me to say least it doesn't mean it's a bad book. It means it's not as extraordinary as her other books. The other thing that's interesting is that she has written some fiction. Um, there's a book called The Sunflower Forest that's up on Bard. There are also three or four books that were
3: published more recently
8: that are not on Bard that I bought that I absolutely love. She's living now in either Australia or New Zealand, um, but she's written, I think there were three of them in the last few years. So mm-hmm. there's more than, than you're going to find. I think they're all on Bookshare, or a lot of them are. Um, she's written some children's fiction. She's really at her best, though, when she's recounting her work. I heard her interviewed
4: on the NPR the room. some long years ago, the room.
8: and it was very room. interesting because she was not room. Room. What I anticipated, she was very, um, I wouldn't say cold, but I would say very clinical, very kind of detached, which is probably what allowed her to do a lot of the work that she did. And so when she describes herself as kind of a scientist at heart, I, she's accurate in her description, but KC70 I had this the impression that she would KC70 be, and she is probably this meeting. wonderful, warm, caring person. But in the interview, she came across very differently than what I thought she would be, which made it interesting. Um, but there's a lot. There's a lot of her work. I read them. Um, it's one of the few authors that I reread. I think I'm on my third reading of all of the books. I go through them every couple of years. I pick up one. And as I say, if I become really frustrated with my job, I pick up one of her books. I think my bosses should be paying her a little oh, bonus oh, or maybe oh, saying to oh, her, stop writing books so he'll leave. Either way. I just marveled
2: oh, oh, at the patience she had. I mean, I there's... Some of the things that those kids do, oh, even yeah. knowing the that they don't, that they don't realize oh, they oh, shouldn't oh, yeah. do it, oh, yeah. just, just the Zoom. fact Zoom that they oh, do yeah. it, and it's all this mass with all these kids, and they all act out at the same time, and everything. It's like, holy cow! How can she
8: even? <laughs> I, I would be at my, I would be pulling my hair out. You know, one of the things to remember, though, and I always tell my clients, like if they're looking at going into the human services and they're inspired by these books and movies, one of the things to remember is that that is the things that she's recounting are taking place over time. And I think it's really easy to forget that and to picture the human services as 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 though it's happening in real time, what you're reading in the book, and it is, but there's a lot of downtime in between, and there's a lot what I love about her work though is that first of all, she doesn't only talk about the work she talks about herself and her reaction, she also talks a lot about her doubts, she talks a lot about me mistakes that she has made interesting she talks a lot about where she and a colleague have had differences, especially in some of her later books. So it's much, there's much more depth to it than, I don't mean to be, I was going to say than a Hallmark movie, and I don't mean that as a put down, but it there's a there's a much greater depth to her work. And that's what always keeps me coming back to it. But anyway, this other one is The Tiger's Child, and it's DB59596. There's a lot of our others. But if you wanted to know more about Sheila, that would be the one.
1: All right. Thank you. And, yes, thank you and I you. will talk about Mrs. Quinn. I yeah. just bought that yesterday from Audible based on a podcast I heard. So
8: I'll be very interested in seeing. <laughs> what. Here, here's what I will say. Give it till the end, even if you think think you may not want to because i i had a situation where there were some i had some doubts as i was going through about a piece of it and the ending was so satisfactory that i wouldn't have kept up with it except i'm reading it for book club right but oh my god it was so i mean it got the five stars that i gave it on goodreads but there were times in the middle i was like Oh, there's a part of this, and I know where this is. Well, no, I didn't know.
1: Okay. it's Again, it's called Mrs. Quinn's Rise to Fame. Olivia Ford. Olivia Ford. That was my next question. Yep. You and I go back so many years, you can now <laughs> read my mind, which is probably a horrifying experience for you as much as anything. But, yeah, Olivia Ford is the author, and uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to it now even more than ever. I just bought it yesterday. So
8: um, Don't you, you really – You need to be not thinking about a diet.
1: Okay. That's what I've heard. Oh, my God. You're going to be hungry.
8: I really had to, like, stay away from food while I read it. That's what I've heard. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: They say this book, this author really brings (laughs) to life the the whole (laughs) pastries and food and (laughs) baking. and yeah, Yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you for that. I'll look forward to that.
6: Let's go next to another Don. So Don, come on in. You're next. Sherry, you're up after him.
4: Don the lower ten.
5: Yeah, uh, I just wanted to. Uh, uh, a few weeks ago, somebody mentioned it. It may have been uh, Nolan who mentioned this book. Uh, uh, five days in November. <laughs> I just wanted to thank uh, whoever it was that came up with that. Uh, it was about the, uh, the Kennedy assassination and no, so forth. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, the, the reason that I wanted to thank you was because, uh, some years ago I wrote a, uh, I, I never got it published or anything, but, uh, cause I didn't have enough story there, but I, I wrote a scene which took place during the Kennedy assassination. It was, uh, it was in that general area where it took place. And, uh, the, uh, the, uh, People, you know, it's behind a fence, and uh, you could hear off, off screen about, you know, these gunshots and these people yelling, oh, they shot the president, they shot the president. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, thanks to whoever uh, came up with this book, it uh, gives me a lot of information I can use to uh, to fill out the story uh, that I started writing all those years ago. It was very nice.
6: Cool. Good. So that's very very good, Don. Uh, Thank you. Sherry is next. Hey everybody. Hey. So
11: um, I'm actually going to talk about a book that was really disappointing. Uh, A few days ago, Jane recommended on Nolan's List a book called, But have you read the book? And it's about book to film adaptations. And first of all, I, I had some off discussion well, with really, Jane about I, it, I really and zero I zero felt more. I really should try it. I was kind of concerned because it's four hours and change. So that told me it wasn't really going to be in-depth, and it, yep. it wasn't. Now, I like okay. movies as much as I like books, if you okay. can imagine that. So, one, I was disappointed in it by the fact that it was so... Short and each little segment on a different book to film was very short, a couple minutes long for the most part. And some of the choices that the author made for book to film were questionable to me. Like, I mean, there's so many book to film. I guess you can't do them all. Um, but a couple of things that really were upsetting was wrong information. On, um, she did The Shining, was one of the book to film, the 1980s uh, Kubrick version of The Shining. And she says that Stephen King wrote a book about the effects of alcoholism. That is absolutely not true. No. At least if you ever listen to Stephen King talk about it. Damn. In fact, he didn't like the Kubrick movie, because Kubrick made a film about the effects of alcoholism, because Kubrick didn't want to do the haunted hotel thing and the spirits possessing Jack Torrance. So he made it seem like it was the isolation and Jack giving into alcoholism, and that made him do all the terrible things he did. But Stephen King wrote a book about a haunted hotel But the other thing that was wrong, and this is grievously wrong because you only have to check IMDB or Wikipedia to know the difference. She talked about the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. And she said that Frodo and company have to try to destroy the ring. That's all true. She said before it gets into the hands of the Dark Lord Sauron, that's true. And she claimed he was played by Christopher Lee. If anybody listening knows anything about the Lord of the Rings movies, that's Mm -hmm. completely untrue. Christopher Lee played Saruman. Oh, my gosh. As a wizard who turned bad. But nobody plays Sauron because he's just an eye. There's no actual human actor, as far as I know.
1: Oh, my goodness.
11: But, I mean... You just have to look it up on IMDb to know yeah. better. So the author just didn't do a lot of research.
1: Yeah, that angers me when they are so threadbare with their research like that. Yeah, it just it,
11: it could have been avoided.
1: Exactly, exactly. But I'm
11: going to go look on Audible to see if there's anything more in-depth and better researched. There was some parts, like the part about The Godfather, To Kill a Mockingbird, Weathering Heights. Those were brief. I'd have liked more discussion of the comparisons but they were accurate so some of it could have been good and if you're only kind of casually interested in book to film you might like it but for me who loves films and loves books it was a big disappointment
1: all right thank you for that warning that's good (laughs) very good appreciate it
6: uh nolan i think we're around to you.
1: Oh, have we have we have we ended the uh the hand raises? For the time being, yes. All right. All right. Well, let me bring the second book in a series to your attention. Normally, I don't do that on this program because uh sometimes that's not a good thing to do. In this case, I'm going to for two reasons. Number one, because you don't need to read book 1 in my judgment. And number two, because Bill Sparks read all of the series and when I sort of castigated book one ever so mildly, he buoyed me up and he said, come on, be, be courageous, keep reading it, it gets better. And guess what? He's right. It got better. <laughs> so once again, in a, what is it, uh, like 14 year uh, association, yeah. once again, Bill has proven his superior wisdom to me and, and I'm grateful for that wisdom. So this book is called In Good Faith and um, this is Joe Dillard number two. The author is Scott Pratt. Scott is conventionally spelled. Pratt as P-R-A-T-T. The order number, if you are eligible to borrow books from the National Library Service for the blind and print disabled, is DB111946. Once again, DB111946. I'm not a big fan of horror or supernatural books. I don't like them. I don't like that new-agey woo-woo weirdness that happens. However, uh, again, Bill Sparks is correct about this author in that Pratt manages to create a, a book here that isn't so far off the charts for me that I had to put it away and not read it. I very much enjoyed this. It felt like the 1980s when TV talk shows breathlessly analyzed Satan worship, the latest Satan worship craze, in the united states and some of you will remember that Geraldo rivera had his own talk show in those years and and he would go gaga crazy over this or that uh place where satan worship was revealed and blah 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 um this is an interesting book in that um i'm sorry someone murders four fictional people in east tennessee and not long after that, the high school principal and his wife died at the hands of the same killer or killers. They carved the name the name Ah-Satan, A-S-A-T-A-N, on the foreheads of their murder victims. And um, it soon becomes apparent that two young men are the killers, and you, that's not spoiling it, that's just part of the book. You get to read it and figure out who they are and why they're killing.
3: Um,
1: Their worship of Satan himself is actually displayed in the killing and in the killings. There is a mastermind who controls these two young men. She is a, a nasty young thing called Natasha. And, of course, that's where you're going to get the words Ah-Satan. It's her name spelled backwards that gets carved on the foreheads of the dead. She uses sex, drugs, and Satan worship to control these troubled young men. It's a fascinating book. I thought this was better and more tightly written than book one, and that's exactly what Bill told me would, would happen. Um, I've always held the idea that if there's a God, and from my perspective there most emphatically is, then Satan is equally real, and evil is not just an abstract, interesting idea. It's absolutely a a force to be reckoned with, literally. You feel that evil in this book in a couple of places, colder temperatures around these young men, Uh, Satan chants happening in the courtrooms. Uh, you you won't want to shrug the evil off as a as a fairy tale, but nor is this some sort of ridiculous horror movie that goes or book rather that goes way afield. Um, again, it's called In Good Faith, Joe Dillard number no. two. Now that's my edition. That's telling you the reader what a, what uh, number this falls into in the series. But if you do a search for In Good Faith, you're going to find this. The author, Scott Pratt, the DB number 111946.
6: And we have a hand from the 682 area code. So, uh, caller, go ahead. Okay, we've sent them the unmute request again.
0: I may have to do one of those. Sure. Sure. Mute, unmute.
6: Six eight two. Our caller is going
4: to be.
0: Give me a second there, Perry. I'll give her a boost here.
4: The reader five five
2: that reads those Joe Dillard books is good.
0: I can't find her. What six 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 are we are going to be way back up, Bill, by eight four four where four we are.
4: There you go. Go the other way. See if we can't find
0: it. There you
1: five, go. Lower to the you guys edit this out when you do the podcast, or does it all just go as is?
6: It it just goes as, as, as is. is.
1: Ooh, golly!
0: Well, <laughs> we could, but
6: <laughs> oh my! If I knew how to edit it, I would.
0: I do. <laughs> Sometimes I do. Okay, hey. I've seen her last cue. We'll give her about ten or fifteen more seconds and. You know, that's all we can do.
6: Yep. Okay, well, how about we do this? Jennifer, we'll go to you, and if she unmutes, then we'll come back in a second.
2: Well, let's see. Um, The book that I think I'd like to talk about is um, The Silent Girl. It's... um, Oh, book nine, I believe it is, and the Rizzoli and Isles series. And in this one, um, Jane Rizzoli and Barry and her partner Barry Frost are called out to um,
3: a murder scene, of course, because these tourists find. Gomez, Gardner, a hand, I mean, it's just 5, a 5, hand 5, that's 7, been cleanly 10,
2: removed from a body.
3: Yeah.
2: And they go in Chinatown and they, of course, are looking for the body and they find mm-hmm. the rest of the body up on the rooftop of this building. And, and of course, they... Are going in China. They're in Chinatown and all kinds of things. It it ends up that they they think that this person's murder and the way that it was done were related to a crime that happened several years before that was never completely solved, and or they thought that it was suicide, and it I so happens yeah. that. Uh, Jane's friend, Maura, the, 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 the doctor, Maura Isles, she's testified in a recent case that was supposed to be suicide, but they found out that a cop kind of lost his temper and killed this person, and she testified to that effect, and of course the police force has all given her the cold shoulder now because this guy was a good cop, and, and she went ahead and and called him out on it, and everything and it it was really well, of course, all of her books are pretty good and it's um it is by Tess Gerritsen and it's d b seven three three one well, zero
1: thank you. Tess Gerritsen is G-E-R-R-I-T-S-E-N. For those of you who do an author search of some sort, it's an interesting spelling.
2: I think that you should probably read all of them in order. I've tried to. You probably wouldn't have to. Yeah. But you get so much about the characters and the things that are going on that you're better off if you do.
1: I've dipped in and out of it, so I guess you're right. I, I should have done it right, but I didn't. So, but I've still well, enjoyed it. I mean,
2: not everybody cares, but... I do. But, I, there's, but the the friendships that go on between Maura and, mm-hmm. and Jane and the, mm-hmm. and some of those things you find out and you wonder, mm-hmm. like, if you didn't read them in order, you would wonder why right. she's, you
1: know... Maura's <laughs> romance with the priest and all that yeah. weird stuff that goes on. Yeah. That's yeah. unusual stuff. Yeah. And
2: and Jane's crazy family.
1: (laughs) Right, yes. Yeah. Do we have any other hands up? We do not. All right. Well, I've got one for you. Well, well, we do now. Go ahead and take her.
6: (laughs) Uh, Let's go bring in Connie. Connie's usually pretty fast about unmuting, so we'll get her in here right away. There she is. Hello. Ah, there you are. I Go heard. ahead.
5: No, and I want to echo what your what your friend said at the top of the show when you were talking about him telling you to read Tory Hayden's
3: books.
1: Ah. Uh, yeah, it's I'm under a lot of pressure now. I got you saying it and Don Horn telling me I've for years he's been after me. <laughs> you got to do it. You got to do it. And I just I don't know what my problem is. But you is. better you. have
2: some Kleenex.
1: Yep, right.
12: And now that he, now that the person told you about that, um, that book, that Tori Hayden book,
5: Johnny, that's the right book.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I went and looked. I'm, I'm glad they told me that because I'm going to have to find out what happened to her now. <laughs> yep. But. So you you've read all. Have you read? You've read even more than Bard has of of her books, haven't you? No, I I haven't gotten into
5: the into the um, bookshare ones yet, but I've read all the Bard books.
2: Are all of them that emotional. Do all of them make you feel that much? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. Maybe I don't. Maybe there's something wrong with me. but I, You wouldn't think a book, but oh, I, cool. even even fiction, though sometimes I I catch I get so involved in the characters and get so emotionally KC70. tied to them that I do
4: that it, too. <clears throat> well, I'm gonna That's get off. i
5: chasing people away. <laughs> <All right>.
6: um, <laughs> Teresa, you're next. Go ahead. <laughs>
4: Joshua Hendrickson put in waiting room. Joshua Hendrickson. Joshua Hendrickson. Okay, maybe... Can we
1: get her unmuted or
4: is her... Go ahead and unmute
3: uh,
1: Teresa.
3: Don Horn, Deb. These Zoom
1: connections are ridiculous tonight. People are dropping and coming back. And Let's
6: try our 682 friend again. Uh, come on, uh, call her in the 682. Go ahead and unmute,
13: please. This is Calandra.
6: <laughs> okay, there. go ahead.
13: Uh, I'm sorry. I was in the other room when you might have called me, but... Um, I read this book, and I think I still have it. It's called Middle School Superhero, and I forgot who it was by, but it's about this middle school hero by the name of Kenneth uh, who lives with his grandmother and when he goes to, like, middle school, everybody calls him grandma's boy, Then, uh, except for a few of his friends, and then uh, he deals with bullies and different kinds of fights and stuff like that. It's so crazy. But it's a funny book. And then he has these dreams that come up and... Um, I mean, it's like one of those audio books that uh, has, what do you call it, uh, a drama action with it. It is so funny. And uh, later on, he gets called up on to make a speech at a rally about his school. And um, Principal Yeti is back in school, and um, after all this was made, and everybody got to have their own chest set and everything like that, so because of kidnets, everybody, all the rules of the school and everything changed, and it's... It's a really good book. I wish I remembered the name of the author.
1: Well, we can look that up. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Pretty it. Good.
6: Uh, uh, Joshua, you're next. Hey, um.
10: Yeah, I, I, should be, I should be unmuted, correct? Can you guys hear yep. me? You're, you're good.
6: good. You're, you're good. good.
10: good. Yeah, well, well, for some reason, just want to let you guys know, I've got to keep coming, coming back in because for some reason, when I hit the reaction button to raise my hand, it doesn't it won't do anything, so I have to I have to come back out and come back in, and then when they hit the reaction button, it'll
8: it, it, it'll um it, it'll go it'll, let you it'll do go it. back it'll let me right. do it. So that's why right. I'm, going
0: in and out. Yeah, right, but a, understand that's a that's a, that's a, that's a the Zoom a thing. But that's call. under that's we have no control over that. Unfortunately, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm
10: just saying that's just weird. that's just yeah. Zoom can be kind of temperamental. That's all. I'm, that's yeah, right. I'm not blaming so anybody. Yeah. It's just sometimes, but but. But really, I mean it's I gotta say, Nolan, these uh these um book chats are really something because like I said, I, mm-hmm. when I'm hearing these reviews I'm I'm I am i am i am in Bard mobile, I'm going mm-hmm. to Audible, I'm you know, adding stuff to my wish <laughs> list, you know, as soon as I you know as soon as I hear about it <laughs> so I so I don't so I can uh, you know we're, we're so keeping you busy. In, uh, yeah. In, yeah, well it, it, exa- exactly. So th- <laughs> good. This, this this definitely this definitely is a good um it's it's definitely a good a good show and definitely Thank glad you. that
6: I can be a part of it.
1: Well, we're glad you're here. That means a lot. Thanks for coming. Appreciate I'd,
6: it. Teresa, we'll give you another shot here. Go ahead.
0: I don't think that rock's gonna roll. I've asked three times, so I have two. So
1: wow, <laughs> we better do roll F6, on. F six, go to the you to the. This meeting is being recorded. Button and press OK. That is yeah. going to get you. The ability to unmute, if that's the problem, I don't know. I
6: don't know but... Okay, then let's try Dale. Go ahead. Mute,
4: mute
1: this thing is snake bitten tonight. Yeah, Ridiculous. I think so. Ridiculous.
4: K-C7
3: well, all right.
6: Let's try yeah. Sherry then. We'll see if Sherry. She's usually pretty good about it. Sherry, go ahead.
11: Okay, so I'm going to
6: uh, see. See now, she got us out of the rut.
3: <laughs> Go ahead.
11: Oh. I'm going to do a really quick one because I hated to just say something I didn't like. But last week, I don't remember if it was here or if it was just on DB Review, but no one reviewed a Ball of Moon Dust.
1: Oh, yeah, it was both, yeah.
11: Yeah, and it yeah. made me think of a book that I, a sci-fi book I really like by Jack McDevitt, who is my favorite sci-fi author, because. He writes a lot about people okay, as well as that the sci-fi. We it. But it's called Moonfall. It. Jack McDevitt is M-C-D-E-V, like Victor, I-T-T.
3: Yeah.
11: And Moonfall is about a, a scientist discovers that an asteroid is going to hit the moon. And it's about what happens once that's discovered... There's some really great uh, main characters. There's a female um, pilot, because in this world, men have built a base, living quarters, and everything on the moon, so the moon is occupied.
3: The
11: and there's a, the a, a vice president, who is kind of a non-entity on Earth, but becomes a hero in this situation. The a female the spaceship pilot. There's a Characters who risk their lives to fix things that go wrong on the spaceship because it's overloaded. There's the cowards. There's the effects on Earth when the moon is hit. I thought I could have gone into more detail, like if we lose our moon, what happens to our tides? Um, And I would have liked to have had a little more thought into what, what that would really mean for Earth. But there are things like tidal waves when pieces of the moon fall into the ocean, that kind of thing. Interesting. Wow. It's very exciting. Sounds wonderful. It's sci-fi. It's great characters, and it's great action. And, you know, edge of your seat, minute-by-minute action.
1: Excellent.
11: I think you'd like it. Moonfall by Jack McDevitt.
1: He's the guy who wrote the Alex Benedict series, is he not? Yes. uh Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, she is that was a brilliant series. All right, thank you for that.
0: Executive decision here. It's Nolan. It's your job to take us home.
1: Okay. To get it
0: done. The last one.
1: All right. We, do we have another hand up or no?
0: We do not. No. All right. <coughs> We're going to talk
1: real quickly about Gone Tomorrow by Lee Child. This is Jack Reacher number 13. It is DB DB69. 167 or BR 20387 This author has an unusual ability to fling you into the midst of the story from the first page. This book is no different. It's 2 a.m. as the book begins and Reacher is in a subway car in New York City. He's a keen observer of people and circumstances, and he notices one of the passengers as exhibiting all of the behaviors of a suicide bomber, behaviors observed by the Israelis. I was fascinated by the list of those behaviors. Child includes the book. Reacher approaches the woman, trying to talk her out of destroying herself and the car. His contact with her seems to push her over some edge or other, and she withdraws a handgun from her bag and summarily shoots herself in the head. Talk about a way to grab the reader by the lapels or whatever else is available to grab. So, um... Oh, the audio
4: now unmuted. Oh, meeting. Oh, Mute currently unmuted. Hold but still 70 okay. left the meeting. Sorry, I've, I looks got talking. distracted by rolling these rolling
1: stupid the So, despite strong objections from some... Characters and uh, people at the end of the train ride, Reacher okay. investigates what, what drove the woman to suicide. Uh, the investigation leads him to a mysterious, exotic woman of Eastern European descent who becomes an unforgettable character in the book. Even, in, even a North Carolina congressman is part of the book and serves as an obstacle to Reacher's desire to figure out who the exotic woman is and why she's in the United States. If you think of yourself as a highly sensitive person, you probably want to leave this one unread. The suicide scene in the beginning is somewhat graphic, and there are torture scenes later in the book that are at best disturbing and, to say the least, pretty uh, memorable and uh, horrible. Um, The whole series has been a joy for me to read, and book 13 is better than the one that preceded it. Um, And that, again, is... uh, Gone Tomorrow, a Reacher novel, Jack Reacher number 13. Jack Reacher, for those of you who aren't familiar with the series, is a ex-military um, and uh, he just is a vagabond now that he's out of the military and he just drifts around the United States from town to town and place to place and gets into various scrapes and scraps uh, as he investigates injustices and things that he sees that go wrong in those places. I don't think you need to read these, uh, these in any real order um he gets a new girl in every port he visits every town as it were and so you know you're not really missing out any relationship stuff uh reacher um uh always throws away the clothes he has on his back he won't do laundry um and and uh just uses buses to go from place to place town to town so he's, he's a bit of an unusual character but he's worth reading and i've read all 13 of the first 13 so far and there's many many more to go but uh that's a good beginning so uh, that probably wraps me up. He must uh, get paid we do, well.
6: We I'm do sorry. have Teresa was able to unmute finally. So Teresa, if you want to go ahead, go ahead. Okay, I
12: had to. I had to approve that this. I was willing to be possibly exactly. recorded. Yeah,
4: that's that's.
3: And adorable.
12: I didn't realize that I needed to check that button. So I'm sorry. Yep. Well, the other thing I wanted to tell you was, this is what I wanted to unmute for. Um, one of the things I've discovered in the library is. There's a really good music collection. If you are interested in playing the piano and learning new songs, Bill Brown does some recordings you can do. Um, you can listen to and learn to play. He tells you um, a couple of measures at a time how to play them, and he plays the full song so you know how to play it. But they also have quite a collection of Braille music if you're interested in it. I downloaded a book um Called the dictionary of braille music and it tells you even all the symbols and things they use in choral arrangements which i never really thought about so i just wanted to share that with everyone although i know you're all into mysteries and <laughs> emotional stuff but if you want to take a break from that and play the piano it or the guitar and i think maybe some other instruments as well but it's something you might want to take a look at. Very good.
6: Very good, Thank Teresa. You.
1: Thank you.
0: I guess that about wraps it up for all of us Let's so see if these computers can limp home.
1: Uh, what a week. <laughs> yeah.
0: and <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, Nolan. Thank you, Perry. Thank you to everybody that came in the room, that called in, participated. Thank you so much. Have a great week. See you on the podcast, and see you next week.